don't know what's going to open up, what's going to happen, what is going to become available to you in the next two years, three years or five years. There are constantly changes being made. I am your host, Sherilyn Carter, founder of The Confidence Cake and Travel Addicts UK. This podcast is all about allowing women to release their inner queen of confidence and tackle the world of social media with ease whilst growing through what they go through. So if you're ready to embrace this new phase of the digital era and find and create opportunities for you to grow, succeed and achieve all of the things that you dream of, then this is the right place for you. Using social media as a tool, I have been able to leave my corporate job and transition into a full-time business owner, creating multiple streams of income. Whether you are someone who's interested in transitioning from the corporate world by finding new opportunities through social media, or whether you're looking for actionable steps to break through your comfort zone, or you just need a sprinkle of motivation in your life, then keep listening. I'll be sharing topics that cover travel, online marketing, content creation, personal development of all kinds, and of course, lots of nudges to get you out of your comfort zone. So join me on this journey of The Sherilyn Show and stay tuned for what's to come. Welcome to another episode of The Sherilyn Show. We are kicking season two off with a bang. We've got so many juicy topics to cover and today is absolutely no exception. If you have listened to my previous episode, then I guess that you are all up to speed with everything that's been going on. I actually am really enjoying the process of podcasting because I feel like it's a really good way of getting your message across in a really authentic and natural way. There's no distractions. It's purely just the voice. And uh, yeah, it feels really interesting. I feel like I've kind of got my own radio station going on here. So thanks so much for listening in. If you haven't listened to season one, feel free to go back. There's so many juicy golden nuggets in there that I think can help anybody, whether you're building a business, whether you're personally developing on yourself, or whether you are someone who is diving into a new goal that feels out of reach at the moment. Some of these things will just really help to put everything into perspective. So today's topic is going to be really interesting, actually, because I feel like so many of you will be able to relate to this. When you are going on your own journey, when you are kind of detaching from what you've always known, when you're going on a different path, you will find there are so many people and, you know, obstacles that will come up for you. And this whole topic of considering the source of your information is so important and so vital as you go on this journey. I think that what happens when we're younger and also just from human nature, we're constantly just looking at our surroundings to see where we're fit. We're constantly looking around and thinking, okay, cool, this must be normal because that person's doing that. We're taught by our teachers, we're taught by our parents, we learn from our peers, so we can kind of see where we fit in society and what is the normal thing to do? What is the done thing to do? And sometimes when we get older and our goals get bigger and more uncomfortable, we're constantly on the lookout for somebody to validate what those goals are and to make sure that we are doing the right thing. But very often when we do that, we can actually hinder ourselves. And this is what I'm going to be talking about a little bit more today. So before I dive into all of the juicy goodness of this, I want to take you back to when I was younger. And I think I've done this before where I've just shared some of those childhood memories, because what we don't realise is some of those childhood memories that we have play such a big part later on in life that we just haven't got a clue about. So many of these memories are so embedded and so 
hidden that we actually have no idea that it was even a memory. We just don't even know where the story developed from, but we have this belief that stems from childhood. So I'm gonna go backwards to um, a time when I was younger. It wasn't that young. I think I was like uh, an early teenager. And um, I really loved English. I was someone who loved writing. I loved creating. I loved doing all those kind of journaling. What I actually used to do, which people used to laugh at me and say it was weird, um, was I used to write my diaries at home and I used to bring them into school and I used to write throughout the day. So like as things would happen, I'd write it down in my journal. which sounds so geeky and dorky now, but you know, this was how I expressed myself. And it's no different to now in the middle of your working day, maybe updating your status, maybe sharing something on social media, maybe texting your friend, maybe writing a part of your blog or going onto your notes and being like, oh, I must remember that. These were the things that I used to do, but I used to do it on paper when I was much younger. And I loved writing. I loved writing. I loved reading. Super, super bookworm. And I always thought, oh, wouldn't it be fun to write as my job? Like, how could I do this? But one thing that I did really enjoy doing was um, writing novels and writing kind of like little mini short stories. But I knew, because this is what society tells us and what is, you know, it is actually true, but I just didn't know where to start, um, that it was going to be really difficult to be an author. Like, I felt that in order to be an author, there was my writing, which I kind of like knew how to describe things and create stories and things. But then when I read books, I almost felt intimidated because I thought this level of book just feels so far advanced from where I am. So I'm going to need to bridge that gap. So I thought, okay, cool. So I might need to do an English degree so I can then become a writer. And then I remember some fears coming through from other people saying it was really, really difficult to be a writer and to get published. And so it was almost that same, um, you know, create that broke creative person. Like you can spend years and years and years and years and years writing and writing and writing, sending your book off to different publishers and it just never getting read and just fall into the bottom of the pile. So it didn't feel like a very stable career. And I thought, well, this is ridiculous. Like I'm going to go and do an English degree how is that not something that, that can be stable? So I looked at other things that I can do. And I remember we had this, uh, like a career, like a career meeting that you can have where you meet someone and they kind of give you some guidance, help you do a little mind map chart. Okay, cool. If I did this course, where could that lead me? What could I get? And I remember at this point, this is where I hit a roadblock because I had this whole vision of being able to write all day and write about all the things that I wanted to write about and be creative and somehow be able to build an income from that. That is what I believed was possible, which of course it is. But when I spoke to this careers person at at the school, um, I was told that, okay, cool. So if you want to do an English degree, help me like scribble down some things, put some ideas together. And it turned out that at the end of this flow chart thing, whatever we'd put together, that I could be a journalist or I could be an English teacher. And I remember thinking, first of all, what is a journalist? (laughs) Because I don't think I realised. And then when she explained it to me, I just thought, oh, no, no, no. I don't want to be one of those people that are harassing, you know, people going around and doing media shots and getting stories and hanging outside people's houses and writing, you know, horrible reports and things like that isn't where I want to spend my time. That's not what I want to do. That's not what I want to do. So that's what I had in my head, the sort of box that journalism fit into. And it's that media hungry journalism that I just thought oh I don't want to go nowhere near that I don't want to be that person and then on the flip side of that I thought do I also want to be an English teacher so if I study English to then just teach people English I just felt like there was just more I could be doing with it so I just thought okay well maybe English teaching isn't for me and maybe English isn't for me and maybe journalism isn't for me so I decided to take a step back from that so this is where I kind of want to begin this story of those boxes that we can be put into because it's so easy 
to hear someone tell you something and to know that that is the truth and for almost people to kind of diagnose where you're gonna where you're gonna fit it's like okay cool if this is what you want to do this is where you're gonna end up and I think what's really interesting particularly as we're in this digital age this digital era there's so many job descriptions now that are being birthed that just never existed you know we're living in a world where you can literally create a job title there are things you know bitcoin miners like what is that that never existed 10 years ago or maybe we didn't know about it 10 years ago maybe it existed in the background but there's so many things now where there's possibility for you to kind of go the flow chart isn't as restricted as it once was when I was a child and that's not to say that if I hadn't have spoken to somebody else maybe a different teacher maybe someone else who was focusing career they might have seen something very different for me they might have seen a different type of you know journalism they might have seen a different way that I could kind of send my English degree but that person that I spoke to in that time and you know, in with the opportunities that were present to us in that exact moment, that's where I felt that I would end up. And I just didn't feel like it was a right fit. Had I have known what I know now, which is that you can be a travel blogger, you can be a writer, you can go and travel the world, you can work for National Geographic, you could do all these different things that are related to, you know, having the, at the core, have an English degree. Oh my goodness, I probably would have studied English because I would have known that, oh, okay, there's so much more that I can do. I could do, you know, magazines, I could do media in a positive way. It doesn't have to be the, the kind of media that I was thinking of. But when we're told things, sometimes we believe that as truth and the way that we interpret inf information, the way that we have these conversations, sometimes they can actually lead us into a place that feel like it is a bit of a dead end. And that for me was a pivotal moment in what felt like a dead end for me. So have a think about whether you had an experience like this, whether you were kind of figuring out what you wanted to do and then people maybe said, oh, that industry is really difficult to get into. Or, you know, if you do that, then you're going to become like that teacher. You know, maybe you loved science. Then someone said, OK, well, as a scientist or if you study science, you can also be a science teacher. And you thought, oh, God, that's really geeky. You know, my, the science teacher that I've got, I don't want to be like that science teacher. So sometimes we can kind of see ourselves in other scenarios and other people. But actually, we don't realise that our path is going to be completely different. It has the potential to be completely different, but we have to know how we want it to feel in order to create that. So the foundations, yes, are always going to be the same, but where you can go based off of those foundations, whether that's your science degree, your English degree, whether that's you going to college or finishing uni or going to school, doing musical theatre, there's so many different ways that this can go that, you know, even years ago, 10, 15, 20 years ago, it would have been, you know, so much variety, but even now, all of those prongs have become, you know, even more widespread. There's no telling where an English degree can end you up now. There's no telling where an IT degree can, you know, land you in 30 years from now because we don't even know. There are things being created that we don't even have a clue about. So that's the first thing that I wanted to share with you because I feel like when we're younger, in our childhood years, in our 20s, in our, in our life, you know, there's so many different things or conversations that we have that can make us feel like we've hit a roadblock and we need to change direction when actually we just don't know yet. So be open to the fact that fair enough, it might not be as where you are right now, you might be looking at the end goal thinking, oh, but that looks like that might not be a fit for me. But you don't know what's going to open up, what's going to happen, what is going to become available to you in the next two years, three years or five years. There are constantly changes being made. And especially in the digital age and the digital era, our reach is becoming more prominent online. We never used to be able to reach the people that we can reach now. You know, people get 100 likes on their photo and they think, oh, God, I've got terrible engagement. But you think about it, that's a hundred people that are seeing your content. That was just never possible before. 
That was just never possible before, that you could reach that many people sat in the comfort of your own home. So we really, we don't know where the future's going, but that is an exciting time. The potential of everything is amazing. So what it means is that whatever you love to do, whatever you enjoy doing, do it and do it publicly and share it because you never know where that can land you in a few years time. So that's the first thing. Now, the second thing that I wanted to talk to you about was a meme that I saw. So I am a sucker for memes and I'm a sucker for TikToks. Like that is my jam. Like they're the kind of things that keep me entertained. They keep me laughing. I enjoy them. I don't care. It's a good time, right? (laughs) So if I go on TikTok, I'd be very strict. I'm like, I'm only allowed to scroll on 10 videos and then I need to get off my phone because otherwise you'll be there all day. So one of the memes that I saw recently was, you know how you get those tweet style memes? So you have someone that writes a tweet and then the comment underneath it. So, and then that is screenshotted as like a piece of viral content because the answer is just so funny that it goes with the question. So the question was, what did people do before Google? Like, did you guys just not know the answers to anything? (laughs) And it made me laugh so much because me and my sister went out for food the other day and we're chatting away. And I can't remember what question we asked, but she was asking me something. I don't know whether it was the name of country or whatever it was. She was asking me something. She goes, what is that? She picks up her phone and then she was like, oh, okay, it's this. So straight away, we knew the answer. And it made me think back to that meme because I thought, how funny that we just didn't know the answer to things or what was even worse, and this is what the meme actually said. So it said, did you just not know the answer to anything? Then someone's reply comment underneath it said, you would ask your aunt Bertha and then she would tell you a lie and then you would believe that for the next 30 years until you found out the truth. (laughs) And it made me laugh so much because it literally is the truth. You know, when we were younger, we believed everything as truth, as fact, because there was no alternative, really. It was kind of like, I'm either going to go to the library, find a book that tells me the truth, or I'm just going to believe what Aunt Bertha tells me and just go roll with it. But then it's only later on in life, like even now, there are some things that I used to think were truth, that now I'm having a conversation with Daniel and he'll be like, that's not true. And I'm like, what do you mean that's not true? He's like, no, it's not. And then we Google it together and then we find out the real truth. Both of us, there was, you know, both of us weren't right because in the middle there was the actual truth. We both believed different things because we were told different things. We learned different things. So it's really interesting when, when we're looking at the source of our information when you're younger, of course, you're always going to kind of take an adult's, uh, you know, opinion for gospel. But what we realise now is that we are adults, you know, we are adults. Whoever's listening to this podcast right now, you're an adult. So, and you know, as well as anyone, that every single thing you do not know the answer to. We don't know the answer to. We can't know the answer to. Yes, of course, we can grab our phone now and have a bit of a Google. But even then, you know, sometimes there is no answer because the world is still figuring it out. So it's really interesting because we were told things that we believed as truth, but actually it's only later on in life that we find out that they weren't actually true. I wasn't actually only able to be a journalist or an English teacher. There's so much more that was available to me, but I just had no idea. Your parents might have told you things that you thought at that time were true, but actually later on in life you think, ah, oh, oh, that wasn't true. Sometimes parents say things just to kind of get you to shut up. <laughs> They're just like, oh my God, stop asking me the question. Okay, it's this. And then they move on with it. But you as a child, you absorb that information and you remember that for the rest of your life. So there's so many different things and different pieces here that as you're going into this phase of adulthood now where you're starting to accept the concept that maybe everything that you know up until this point isn't actually true. You know, even if you, you look at Pluto, for example, we learned about the planets. We believed that Pluto was a planet. And then in my adult life, I found out that it's not. I also did a post in the travel group not long ago 
um, talking about the continents. And it turns out that in the UK, we learn continent, um, continents very different to how they do in the States and also very different to how they do in South America. So how we believe that South America and North America are two separate continents, some places in the world see that as one whole continent. So it's like what we think is the truth isn't necessarily the truth and it's also how you see that truth isn't it so it's really interesting but the the main thing that I also wanted to talk about is when you are on this journey and when I say this journey whatever journey you're on whatever journey has led you to listen to this podcast it could be a personal development journey it could be that you want to learn how to create content it could be that you really want to get into online marketing and learn how to promote yourself it could be that you want to learn how to be more confident within yourself whatever your journey is whichever category whichever box whichever area you're focusing on I guarantee that you're on some kind of journey otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this whatever that journey is so on this journey there will be people that project their own fears and their own truths, and I say truths with, you know, asterisks, their own truths into you, onto you. So you might think that if you're asking your friend, your loved one, your partner, your mum, your auntie, whoever, for advice, that they're gonna give you advice based on what you, what's best for you and what you need in that moment. But actually, we're not very good at doing that. We're very good at putting ourselves into other people's shoes, which is why it can be really disturbing sometimes to watch like a horror film or to see the news and see something happening because we're not watching the news, we're not watching the film as if, oh, that's those people over there. Very often we're thinking, oh my gosh, like what if that was me? You know, what if I was in that house and it was haunted or, you know, whatever. We put ourselves in that position and that's what makes it scary. is isn't actually scary because we're looking at the other person. It's scary because we often put ourselves into those shoes. But sometimes when you're asking people for their opinion, automatically, human nature, they put themselves into your shoes. And if you're saying, you know what I want to do? I really want to start a business. I really want to start a business selling pens and stationery. That is what I want to do. And that person's thinking, oh God, I don't, I've not bought stationery for 10 years. I don't think that's going to be a very good business because who's going to buy it? There's not going to be enough customers. You're not going to make enough money. And that's their story. And that's them being projected onto you. So then you start to feel that fear and you think, oh gosh, what if I do do that? What if I order 10,000 pens and then there's not enough people to buy them? Whereas actually, come over to my side of the world, I will never stop buying pens. I love pens. <laughs> There's never enough pens in the world. So there will be other people that will want that. There'll be people that want journals. There'll be people that want, you know, unique, quirky, painted trainers. There'll be people that want designer, you know, wallpaper. There'll be people that want everything. So listening to that one person and their opinion isn't necessarily going to help you. So this is where you need to start thinking about considering the source. Consider the source of that information. The person you've asked, your auntie, your friend, are they someone that is going for the same goal that you uh, that you are? Are their goals aligned with what you want? Are they someone that has consistently jumped out of their comfort zone in different areas? If they're not, then they're probably not the best person to ask, not because they don't have your best interests at heart, but because their own projections and their own beliefs can actually then hinder you taking action. And then when you validate your own fear, which of course we all have fear when we're on our own journey, and they validate that and they speak life into that fear that you've been thinking, then it confirms it. And then the two heads there that you've put together then both decide mutually, oh, actually that is quite scary, no, I'm not gonna do that. It could be that you want to, you know, put yourself out there and do a live video on social media and they think, oh my gosh, I could never do that. 
I could never put myself on social media. I could never put my face on there. I don't like people seeing what's going on. I'm a private person. And then you share with them that you could be doing that. And then they give you their opinion of what they think of people who put themselves out there online. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I've got this girl that, you know, she was promoting this and then I unfollowed her. That's their story. But guess what? If I never put my face on social media, if I never spoke on social media, if I never shared my experiences, then I wouldn't have been able to build a business. I wouldn't have been able to create multiple income streams and I wouldn't be going on this group trip to Cappadocia with nine of us going on this trip. That would just never have happened. So you have to remember that sometimes when you are asking for feedback, when you're asking for support and opinions, not everyone is going to have the same mindset as you are. Not everyone's going to be in the same place as you are. And that isn't necessarily a fault on them. But if you are someone that's going to listen to that as gospel, then I would advise you not even to ask the question. So many things that I have created and launched and done impulsively, I have not shared with the soul or I've shared with the people that I know get it. Because I just know that if I say it to the wrong person, that goal is finished. That goal is done before it's even started. So really take into mind some of the situations that are going on in your life and think about the people that you want around you in that process. Now, this is where things get really interesting because what you might find, very much the same as me, is that some of the things that you want, you don't know anybody that know, that wants it. There's nobody in your world in this moment that wants the same thing that you want. And that can feel very lonely, very scary, and like it's just impossible. But when you put yourself in an environment where it becomes the norm, and it feels like it's the norm because everyone's talking about it, everyone's sharing about it, everyone's having that experience, then it pulls that away and it makes you realise actually it isn't as wild and crazy and out there as I thought because this whole group of people, this whole environment that I'm surrounded by are all doing the same thing and they're all thinking the same thing and they all believe the same thing. So in order to find that environment, there's so many different ways that you can do this, but obviously I've spoken to you about communities. Online communities are fantastic. So you can go online, go onto Facebook, type in any keyword, and then you can find a whole host of groups that are dedicated to that. So whether you want to be a dog breeder, whether you want to run a marathon, whatever it is that you want to do, you can find a group, join that group, and guess what? Everyone within that group wants to run the marathon. Everyone within that group wants to grow an online business. Everyone within that group wants to travel to this particular location. So then it makes it feel more accessible, it makes it feel more normal because people are asking questions in there, people are sharing their experiences in there and it brings it closer to home. It makes you realise actually I'm not the only one that wants this. Much the same as the flip side of that. You know, if you join something, if you actively say, I'm going to invest in myself to make this happen and you join a group programme, you join a gym program, whatever it is that you are working on, whether that's fitness or health or personal development or building a business, there's gonna be a lesson that you can learn from this. There's gonna be people out there that have done it that can teach you how to do it too. So I've joined courses myself, thrown myself into these courses and I've done a group travel course. So I learned how to kind of put together a group trip. I've also done a course that's a business course. I've done a social media marketing course, all these different courses. On my own, I felt, oh my gosh, I could never, you know, host a group trip. How am I going to be able to do this and get it right? And, you know, the legalities of it all and the contracts and the payments and all this kind of stuff. How do I sort all that out? But then I joined this group and then everyone else in that group was like, oh, cool, cool. And then you're learning how to do it. But then also you're around people that are all going for the same goal. So it's really interesting when you actually put yourself in an environment what becomes normal to you? And people do this with finances. If you're wanting to grow your finances and make more money or save more money or get out of debt, 
and you join an environment where people are dedicated towards, you know, finance of females or, you know, growing financially. And then you're in this environment where people are going, oh, actually, this is what I've done. This is how I've managed to save some money. This is the account that I've used to be able to put some money away. This is the loan that I feel like will help me consolidate effectively. Then it becomes more natural, becomes more normal. And then you've actually got access to the information that can get you to your goal. So when I say consider the source, I mean, really be careful who you're asking for um, this information from, because sometimes, you know, everyone can have the best interests at heart, but they can stop you right in your tracks before you've even started if you're not careful. So I hope that that episode has been helpful for you today. If you've got any questions about, you know, growing through social media and trying different things, drop me a message. I'm all ears. If you've enjoyed this episode today and any of my previous episodes, please do be sure to leave a review. I love to read them. I love to hear from you and get some updates on sort of what's going on in your world and how this podcast or this thought process may have helped you in your lives as well. But like I say, guys, it's literally never too late to follow your dreams. So please be sure to do it. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast and I'll catch up with you guys soon. Take care. Bye.